If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear, check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Random movie generator. Random Welcome to Random Movie Generator with me, David L, and you, David Edwards. God, I didn't. I wasn't ready for that. Goodness me, I wasn't ready to do my own intro. There we go. How are you, David? I'm good. I'm raring to go. Full of um, cinematic testosterone sprinting through my veins. Absolutely, just you know, raring. Are you for lying? Um, sort of seventy-five percent. No, 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 sorry, 75% telling the truth, there's always that 25% of, um, you know... How are you feeling? Are you up for talking about cinema? Because we can bin it off. No, no, good grief, no, I'm 100% up for talking about cinema, but there's always, a, you know, the beginning of a podcast, it's like the beginning of a sprint, isn't it? You Not a sprint in a bad way, but, you, you know, you're trying to keep focused, passionate, what are we talking about, and you're trying to Sometimes get Sometimes I detach myself just before we record, and I go... Oh my god, we got to talk for an hour. Oh god, what are we going to talk about? Yeah, I know. I have that. It's it's almost like you overthink it, and you want to get yourself out of your own way. There's a second of like you're preparing so much for it that it's almost as though you kind of um, knack yourself out, almost just thinking about it too much. Do you know what I mean? But you just got to relax, enjoy the moments. It's about and talk movies. It's amazing, isn't it? All we're going to do is sit around and talk movies. But if there's any expectation, it always suddenly has a kind of um, uh, slight anxiety tingle about it. But um, it's very minor. As I say, it's only 25%. The majority of the cake is utopian. And last night, you went to the cinema? Absolutely. I queued with my uh, fellow film goers of uh, Sussex, and we saw the... Many people? No, it was quite low, actually. Once again, very low amount of people. Um... It was, How are they surviving, Dave? I don't... Well, it hasn't been a good summer at the, uh, the box office so far. 
It, 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 what does that mean? It hasn't been a good summer. What, the films haven't gone down well? The films haven't gone down particularly well. The new Indiana Jones film hasn't done well at the box office. It's done respectably. It's made like 75 million for its first weekend. But um, it hasn't done the amazing big numbers hoped. You've got to remember the budget for Indiana Jones is over 300 million because the de-aging was really expensive and they filmed during COVID. Then you add another 100 million for marketing and, um, you know, it's going to take a while for it to get profit. And then Disney's Little Mermaid did well in America, but hasn't done well internationally. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, they hoped it to gross over a billion. It's made 800 million. So it's respectable, but it's not the big numbers that it's hoping type of thing. Do you feel sometimes when you go into the cinema, do you feel a bit... Yes, it is a bit like that. It's almost as though I'm going to my local church and the Christians have left me. Surely you want the chance to sort of hook up with some people and just watch a film and then go back to theirs. Chew, chew the movie fat has that ever event. happened to you for you no never I've never has that, um, has that ever happened for anyone where you go do you enjoy that movie yeah do you want to come back to mine yes definitely I've, I've had many a chat of an usher but they've never um, I've never sp- not flirting with them no, never flirted with anyone in a cinema. I think it's just like a case of it's very dark isn't it and you might come over a bit like a, like you know open your trench coat or something you know, that's a bit of a 70s reference but um, it's a case of um yeah, yeah, I've, 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 yeah, I've got to know Hushers quite well. That sounds bizarre. As I verbalise that, it sounds a Have bit you? odd. Only like, um, I don't know their first name, but it'll be like eye contact and a nod. Do you know, like you get to Do you know s- their second name? Um, no, not at all. No, I wouldn't know their first or so second. So you wouldn't name. walk in and go, "Hello, Mister Talbot." No, no, it wouldn't be to that extent. It'd be someone. Do you know, you get to know someone on a train station. You always get the same train with. You might nod your head and talk about the weather, but instead I might talk about movie posters, cardboard cutouts, and the latest range of hot dogs they're selling, you know. Right, I'm an usher. I'm new. How, how would this work? So I'm working there. Do, 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 do. Oh, it was... Uh, the reviews were right, weren't they? It wasn't quite the... Uh... Is that how you talk, like James Bond? Oh, no, probably not Roger Moore. I'd, I'd, no, I'd, I'd no, find okay. something to, do, 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 to cut do, the eyes. I don't know much about that ending. So really, is that how you oh, start? I, I'd, I'd say, um, yeah, how would I, how would I begin it? It would be like that. It would be, um, I would be like, uh, oh yeah, okay. So it'd be something like that. A bit empty tonight, wouldn't it? Yeah, just yeah, it, yeah. I don't know why. It just seems like it's it's been very much like that this summer. Actually, it's surprising because you know it got good reviews. Get off my bum! I, that I was just get out of my way. Then I was just moving past. I was just wafting past you. Simple as that. No, you didn't. You grabbed my bum. I certainly didn't, sir. That was my elbow, and I was trying to move past you. Well, then your elbow has got fingers. Well, my elbow does not have fingers. It's a very sensitive elbow, admittedly, but it certainly wasn't. And also, may I add, there are CCTV CCTV cameras in this auditorium, and if you want to hit the rewind button, Captain, by all means, and you'll see that no one's buttocks were slapped, an elbow just grazed across the groove of your You've bind. You've done this before. Uh, what, I know my legal actions, my legal... Uh, <laughs> I've checked GPT this. <laughs> Uh, anyway, David, what movie did you watch last night? Which new movie did you watch? Um, 
this, that's what happens with ushers. You just got to keep your distance. But anyway, let's move that alone. <laughs> I see that, that that's what could happen. I don't think I'll chat with them next time because it could it can zig and zag very quickly. I saw the latest Pixar offering, uh, Elemental. Um, the latest, um, well, I just said it. The latest Pixar offering, really. Don't need to repeat them. Elemental, absolutely. And um, who wrote it? I, you put me on the spot there, Captain. I don't know exactly who. Um, oh, uh, it's the same guy who did the dinosaur film that didn't do particularly well. It's not one of their big ones like Pete Doctor or Andrew Stanton. It's not one of the big hitters. But um, what was that called? Big Dinosaur or this is good di- was it Good Dinosaur? It was Good Dinosaur. There we was go. It? And uh, the guy connected to that was very much um, certainly the director of the actual piece, uh, which, you know, actually didn't do very well, Good Dinosaur. It made, it was okay. It's like you were saying, calling me Good Dinosaur then. Absolutely. Actually didn't do very well, Good Dinosaur. My little, uh, I think that's what... um, Can uh, you call me Good Dinosaur from now on? Oh, absolutely. That's what Frank Frank Butcher called Pat, didn't he? My little Brontosaurus. He called his little Brontosaurus type of thing, which was quite interesting. (laughs) She was more of a (laughs) T-Rex. Yeah. She wasn't a plant eater. She was a bloody meat eater. Really? Oh, I would have thought, oh, I don't know about the actress, yeah. but the actual lady, she owned, she owned that square like it was Jurassic Park, didn't she? Wandering around with her little hands and a, and a handbag. Um, she had that T-Rex gl- glow about her, I find. Um, <clears throat> so Elemental, Pixar's new film, Elemental. I'm sorry, David. I keep by. I thought you said Pixar's film went straight streaming. Now, no, that was during COVID. They've now tried to reverse engineer that. So Luca had a very short cinema release, then went straight into streaming. Turning red went straight to streaming. Now we've passed the whole COVID experience. It's very much a case of they're now trying to get films back into cinemas. But a lot of people say because of that. Um, People are too um, almost trained to watch Pixar on uh, at home, and they're not making the journey to the cinema. So Buzz Lightyear, which cost two hundred million, uh, was a big flop. And they said because the last two films were more Disney Plus experiences, people have almost you know gone into that thinking process mm. that you know you watch it at home type of thing. So this is their second attempt, Elemental. And also, Buzz Lightyear was a mixed experience, do you know what I mean? Uh, in the sense of, um, I'm trying not to keep using the word mixed bag, because it's quite lazy just to call everything that. Varied sack. Varied sack, absolutely. Or a uh, a mixed attaché briefcase of content. That doesn't work. We'll get rid of that. But um, it's very much a case of, yeah, this is their second attempt to um, to try and, you know, hook in that cinema audience now we're post-COVID. And... Um, I was very disappointed by it. I, I, I think it almost has tarnished the brand for me a bit. It, it's got to be said. Because as much as Buzz Lightyear, it wasn't one of their best ones. It was still quite gutsy with the narrative. There was an interesting time travel plot there. It didn't really work. But you could still see that it had gone through their, what they call the brain trust, where they meet up every month with everyone in the um, studio and they really break down the script until they come up with something imaginative and unique. Elemental is like AI has written it. It's very predictable and it just hits very cliched beats. It's, um, it, it is, it's bizarrely why is this, obvious. Why is this then David? Why haven't they noticed that? 
Well, I sat in the cinema and I thought that all I can think is markability, market, marketer ability and the element of um, just playing it really safe. Do you know, that's all I can think. Because basically it's a very obvious storyline in the sense that it just follows the beats of like, you know, two immigrant fam no, sorry, one immigrant family moving into the city and then the children of those uh, two uh, families basically start a romance. So you've got, why it's called elemental is you've got different social groups. You've got fire, you've got wood, and you've got water, and you've got the clouds, and they all represent different social groups. And um, when I say young people, they're kind of in their early 20s. So it's Romeo Juliet, it's West Side Story, it's East is East, and um, it's just just really hits those were you in a gang in your 20s um no unfortunately not what would your gang have been called if you were in one we would be called um uh we would be called um quick quick uh, quick quick the herders simple as that Uh, a herd of men that rub shoulders that look each look after each other from morning to night you know proper platonic kind of uh, what 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 would be your dress your sort of uniform it would be um basically quick, quick. uh, uh jumpsuits like mechanic jumpsuits you'd have a quick fit yeah. but we'd yeah. roll up the actual uh trouser legs up to the shins yeah and then quick, wear quick. like um retro converse basketball trainers and then when you meet each other you put your fist in the air and you say what go uh, keep on herding something like that um Herding one and for all, a sort of almost a musketeer okay, retro let's vibe. Do it. So I'm in your gang. I come round yours, knock on the door. You open the door. We're both in our uniforms. Uh, herding one and for all. Keep on keep herding. On, no, keep on herding. Which one are we going to go for? Both of them? So, <laughs> What's that? Are we going to go for both of them? Keep on herding. Oh, herding what one is it? For... Keep on herding or herding for one and for all? It's almost like we'd have to do a vote to actually work out. Let's go. Keep, keep on herding. Keep on it's herding. Quick. Absolutely. Right. Not knock. And you have to do it with a sense of threat. Oh, yeah, definitely. Keep on herding. Keep on herding. Keep on herding, David. That's weird. Keep on herding, mate. (laughs) Don't let them stop you herding. We're both wearing jumpsuits. Absolutely. Jumpsuits like mechanics and maybe grease under our eyes, you know. So, so, yeah, carry on with Elemental. Um, So it's basically Romeo and Juliet... um, sort of early 20s very young sort of starting off in, in their life so you have the the lady who's from fire and um her parents are um minority my, um are uh, uh they've migrated to you know minority as simple as that and uh, they they've they've opened their own news agents kind of store which i guess is very cliched isn't that and um so they've started a new life in elemental city and then you've got um uh a um uh, a health inspector who goes to inspect the shop and he's from water and obviously water and fire don't go well together but they fall in love and i'm not joking it just follows those obvious predictable beats the um the parents don't want her to fall in love with someone from the world of water because um they have a xenophobic fear towards anyone outside their own kind of um social group uh, there's also endless jokes about being made of water or fire do you know what i mean so like when um he introduces 
you know, uh, his girlfriend to um, his family, they say, oh, she's smoking because she's made a fire. But you get these endless water and fire gags the whole time. Were you looking at Ryan just tutting? Well, after a while, I feel bad in the sense that I'm dragging him to these films each week. And it's Do almost, you? Doesn't he come? Oh, I think he does. Doesn't he want to be there? Yeah, I think he does want to be there. So I'm probably being <laughs> overly anxious. <laughs> well, it's my idea. Do you know what I mean? I kind of say, oh, we should does watch he, this. Does he not really want to be there? I think he does. I think he does. Maybe I'm being a bit overly conscious, but it's probably, I would say it's it's um, 45% him, 55% me. I'm very much promoting the film, you know. Um, what, in the week leading yeah, up to Yeah, yeah, like texting them about it. Oh, this, this should be... Eh, he hasn't got great reviews, but oh, it's Pixar. Right. Has you he know? ever said, I can't be arsed, just back off? No, I haven't had that yet. <laughs> and I'm probably always slightly worried that it could be in the post. <laughs> David, be... I Luke Heyman said this. Welcome, everybody watching on uh, yeah, YouTube. welcome, people. Luke Heyman says this, um, why spend £60 on a film experience you could have at home two months later? And Mike Rolls replies, the audio visuals in the cinema are maybe 20% better. You can't justify the huge cost and travel time. What do you make of that? So, um, What do you make of that? Well, massively in the sense that um, there's no way I pay £60 on Elemental. Abs- absolutely. I mean, I don't have kids. I just have a friend called Ryan and we pay £15 for the Cineworld ticket and I bring in my own rice cakes. I don't buy the popcorn. So, I mean, it's very different in that sense. Um, so, yeah, £60. Absolutely. And also... There has been a shift in my brain of what cinema is now, whereby when I was watching Elemental, I was thinking this is more a video streaming experience. This doesn't feel like a cinema experience. Also, even the opening short film I felt was a bit lazy and it was um, it was based around the old man character in Up and the, the talking dog with the electronic leash around his throat that allows him to speak. It started off interestingly, but there was no interesting... Oh, their their um, short films always had an, an air of dramatic irony or a nice finale at the end. And I, once again, I felt like I could write that script in a second. I just felt it was just relying on IP. Well, then write it in a second. Um, what, what happens... Write, it, a, write a script about a young lady and a snake. Go. A young lady and a snake... Um, I'm sat down in the cinema. It's a short movie before Pixar. You said you can write it in a second. Oh, Ryan, this is a film about short film about a young lady in the state. What happens? A young lady is a stripper, and um, a stripper. A stripper, simple as that. Uh, and okay. um, and she's she's just she ain't getting many dollar bills in her g string. She ain't turning male heads. <laughs> Sorry, what's the difference? <laughs> it's going to be. Um, before the Expendables, the new Sylvester Stallone no, film. No, no, it's not. It's going to be before Elemental. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. right. Okay. Oh no, let's see the Expendables version. Well, the Expendables version would be a case. Yeah. She needs to find a new, um, unique selling point with, with the laid, you know, with with the people of um, uh, well, the people, the men, you know, the, the horny males of this um, this uh, strip uh, facility, whatever you call it. And um, she suddenly realises she wanders past a pet shop and she thinks, right, you know, I maybe if I had, I don't know, two hamsters and then I, you know, in front of my breasts. But then she suddenly thinks, I'll go with a snake type of thing. And maybe that will be the new kind of element that hooks in an audience. So instead of like, um, you know, taking off my bra, I'll take off a, um, 
it's harder than I thought. One second, you know, I do meet Pixar halfway, quite right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the uh, the finale at the end, the dramatic irony. Go on, no, go on. And, um, well, she brings the snake along to the strip club type of thing. And um, maybe it's a case whereby, uh, you know, the men love it. It's got like a live and let die kind of like 70s retro element. It's like slivering bra that just every now and then shows a little bit of flesh. And you've got this, this you know, this, this, this tongue that keeps coming out. It sounds quite repulsive, but I think some men would quite like it. And, um, but she's got a bond with the snake. She's not in synergy with the snake. She hasn't got that Torval and Dean relationship yet with the snake. So she has to take the snake out on bond with it. And, um, even though you've got these young, better looking ladies, these these like Taylor Swift types, although Taylor Swift's not even that. I know, she keeps, I've been indoctrinated by her, by the media. I'm not even a Taylor Swift fan, (laughs) but I've just been indoctrinated like some kind of like, Candorian Mandate was it Candidate Mandate that guy who was like you know um, Manchurian what? Candidate Manchurian yeah. Candidate when the FBI basically um, right yeah 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 turned Sorry, into yeah. a shooter I've gone off subject here woman and snake need to bond to attract man that's your three pyramid narrative okay uh, so what did you what did you think so overall Elemental how what did Ryan think of Elemental he was very the worst thing about it is it is he, he, he agreed with me 100%. It's just bland, bland, bland. What it reminded me of was in the 90s when people like DreamWorks were trying to crack their formula, you know, trying to tr- crack the Pixar formula and do their own version of it. So it was basically ju- trying to do Pixar by numbers to leap onto their bandwagon. Right. And Ryan made a very good observation. And I actually stopped in the foyer and I said... Now, this is very strong. He says it's almost... What? What? You said this is very strong? His, his point, his observation he made right. about the film. He said it's like um, a rock band that just after a while start creating their own cover. They, they, they sound like a cover band in a pub. And it's a bit like Oasis in like the very late 90s, early millennium, where um, they just sounded like an Oasis tribute band. It just like they'd almost just become a formula themselves. It's a bit what they criticise about Wes Anderson and people like that, don't they? Well, you need to reinvent yourself somehow, don't you? As a, it's, do you know what's... Like, in, uh, like Madonna. And then my love and shining. Absolutely. And the people trying to be the light. Because uh, I'm here, I can't get home when I feel. Pixar need to do something like that. Well, they do because they called Madonna the Magpie, didn't they? She would go around getting silver pop culture little trinkets, and then take them to her nest and uh, come up with something new type of thing. Right, right. With that, exact. But the Joe, you know, the nightmare is um, with that in the sense that um, it's very hard to recreate yourself because they've got a massive back catalogue of films. They've already got two or three films. They've got um, a new sci-fi film based around a young boy that's coming out early 2024. And they've got Inside Out 2 coming out in 2024. So it's very hard to redirect the cruiser where it's already got like a lot of navigation points already keyboarded into the, the mainframe, if that metaphor works. Probably not. 
Right, David. So, how many chalk ices out of five are you going to give Elemental? I would say two out of five. It's just too bland. I think someone who's perhaps a little less critical would give it a three out of five. But it's so three out of five. It's so safe. Uh, the, the jokes become repetitive, and the worst thing is the plot is so predictive. And also the animation. I don't know, there were elements of the animation that were very photorealistic, like they pulled off water brilliantly. But the actual characters seemed a bit um, two-dimensional at times. Okay, well, thank you, David, for this week's What You Been Up To, What You Been Watching. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening. David Edwards Movie News. So, David, uh, what's this week's movie news? You got any? Well, I'd say the movie news that everyone's banging on about that could have massive uh, repercussions on the industry is we're at the moment going for a writer's strike, as we mentioned before. That's still ongoing. So everyone's put down their HP pencils and laptops. There's no writing at all um, because they feel as though um, video streaming sites like Netflix, Disney Plus, they're not they're, they're not giving writers the same royalties or same, you know, financial perks. Unless you're a big showrunner, the average writer is really being put in a bad financial place. But they're thinking the knock-on effect to this could be an actor strike. And if that happens, Hollywood literally turns into a ghost town. Because the thing is, if you finish your script, you can still film. Like Netflix have said, um, yeah, not a problem. We've got a lot of scripts finished. So we can go into production. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's how they talk in my head. Like, oh, yeah. Go on. You can, you can take your uh, your long sabbatical, Mr. Writer, but um, we've got a large um, attache briefcase full of your scripts that you wrote, and uh, we can still film them. We, don't, we, we weren't even going to invite you on to set anyway, you know, because you end up just sitting around eating M&Ms and just having, you know, endless hot dogs. You know, you've done your bit. Au revoir. And if you want to start playing ball with us in a few months we might take a meeting with you. But until then, we've, we've got all your goodies. But the wow. Th- they're horrible. Yeah, they've got a real self-righteous kind How of... How like, would they sound if they were French? Oh, it would be like, of what I'm sure, we have the scripts full stop until we want another script from you. We don't... We're not in a comma relationship. The sentence is ended. Close the door. See you later, alligator. We weren't even going to invite you on the set anyway. We don't even do premieres. This is Netflix. Leave, 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 leave. Don't even finish the sentence. Just go. Just be gone. We're not interested. So I don't think we lost that one. I'm seeing it from the the producer's point of view. See you later. If you're not interested, mate, just put your pen down. Yeah, how do you feel about these strikes? Well, the right, the, the actor one is, it doesn't matter if you've got a script, mate. If you ain't got actors, see you later. Unless you're doing animation. thing is, maybe more animation will go forward. Or um, reality TV unscripted, you might get more of that. Where they're not official actors. And you'll get more reality shows. The other thing, though, it's a nightmare, is um, actors won't be able to promote films. 
So things like Comic Con will have problems and chat show. Well, then again, chat shows in America aren't happening at the moment because there's a writer's strike, um, you know, because, um, you know, the opening monologue and things like that can't be filmed. But um, yes, it will just bring the whole industry to a standstill massively. Because what the actors are worried about is AI once again, because the studios are saying, let's just keep a dialogue going with AI at the moment and we'll see what happens. And the actors are like, no, 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 no. We want to actually... What are you talking about? Let's just keep a dialogue going with well, AI. What are you talking about? In the sense of, um, let's just, um, we'll see how AI goes, how it develops as a technology, and then we'll go back and have another chat about it. And actors are like, no, we want to actually get a contract now very early in that you can't just take our image and do what you Sorry, like with it. Sorry, got you. Gotcha. No, no, I didn't yeah. explain it properly. But yeah, it's um, in that sense. And also, um, there's an element where some of them don't like all this video um, taping, auditioning on Zoom. It's easy for the casting directors and the producers, but they want to be in a room with someone and do proper old school auditions. And also, there's an element of no royalties with Netflix. It's just an upfront fee, very much like the writers. And you don't get any royalties whatsoever. So there's no later checks in the post later on. So you might get a nice sum at the beginning, but it's in the long run, it's not as good. And um, if there's a writer's strike, that would be, you know, literally tumbleweed. It'd always be like, you know, kind of like, I don't want to use a, it's a bit off to say it's like the pandemic again, but it literally would be like, well, in the sense of like, um, well, it'd be ter- I had a vision of literally no one on the streets, but, you know, it would be that bad. People would be on the beach still and going to Starbucks. But um, literally the studio would just be men sweeping around. It'd be like the end of Raids of Lost Ark. All you know? women. You are quite right. All beasts. Do you know what I mean? I mean, there's a many, a, a, you know, popular animal actor out there. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, uh, yeah, everyone involved. Do you know what I mean? Man, woman, and a mix of both. Well, thank you very much, Dave, for this week's movie news. Oh, one thing I'll say very quickly, new Superman and Lois Lane have been announced, the new James Gunn film. So that's that's a big thing. Just so I'll what, sit there. And, um, who they are, I'll, I'll say who they are very quickly. So I didn't want to stop you. I'll be no, really quick. The people, it's going to be Superman Legacy, David Corrinsweat is oh sweet i don't quite know um how you do that david uh, corin sweat so c-o-r-e-n-s-w-e-t he is a new superman he david is Corrin. wow uh, he's, brand he's new. got it going on boy he's been in like mm. um, a few big netflix productions like ryan murphy's the politician and hollywood and he was in we own this city by the creators of what the wire that hbo did also, he's going to be in Twisters, which is a Twister sequel, which I'm interested in. Um, so he's going to be the new Superman. So he's not a big name, but he's been in quite big productions. That's who you want to be looking out for the new James Bond. People always say, oh, it's going to be Idris Elba, Idris Elba and things like that. It's not going to be Idris Elba. It won't be a big, big name. It'll be someone who's on your uh, spectrum but um, hasn't quite popped their head out the sound like a gopher. Do you know what I mean? Um, terrible metaphor there, but if you meet me halfway with that. And um, the other thing is, ah, oh, now Rachel Brosnahan, Nahan, uh, Brosnahan, is, um, she's going to play um, Lois. And Brosnahan? She, she's a big deal. Rachel Brosnahan. Brosnahan. Uh, Brosnahan. 
So it's B.R. Brosnahan, yeah. Rachel Brosnahan. She is the star of The Marvelous Miss Maisel. So she's right. a big deal. And that's about the, the lady stand-up comedian in the 1950s in New York, which was a big Amazon TV series, but started to lose its kind of uh, heat and following during the last season, unfortunately, because it's such a crowded space TV at the moment. But she's going to be Lois Lane. There's other superheroes to be auditioned because there's going to be a superhero team that put their wing around. It's a young Clark Kent uh, for this one called The Authority. So there are going to be other superheroes. Um, and also there's talk of Lex Luthor being in it and Nicholas Holt was being eyed for that role. Honestly, I am so zoning out. I, well, you know, I'm, I think James Gunn is an interesting director, so I think it will come something interesting. But the nightmare thing is, this is what I was saying about Pixar, there's loads of DC films they've already made because this, this new Superman film is going to be a reboot of the DC universe. They're starting from scratch. So things like the... F- I know, goodness me, Mr. Earl is not interested. Uh, when you start talking superheroes, I am... Um i tell you what, that's why Spider-Verse 2 was so impressive, because I'm not... Even as a kid, I wasn't a big superhero fan. Like, that, those Superman Ah. films, I wasn't... You know, crows in the nest, just crows chatting away. It's just white noise. You can hear it, but you're not engaging with it. But, I mean... um, yeah, those DC films that are coming out, because they're not... Because James Gunn's going to be rebooting it all with this, this is why people aren't seeing Shazam or The Flash, because yeah. they know pretty much it's not going to be um, part of the larger universe, unfortunately. But you're quite Well, right. David, thank you so much for this week's movie news. Absolutely. I'm not a massive hero fan myself, but I think it's, you know, there are they are out there. We're happy they to are out, I know, and I'm, I'm aware that people might be listening going, oh, bloody shut up, David, stop doing the crow no, noise. No, 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 no. Well, I'm sorry... I can't handle it sometimes. I'm so bored of the bloody superhero. I've never watched one of them. I've never watched a superhero movie. I don't think I have. I'm not a superhero fan, but because they've dominated the marketplace so much, I find myself watching them. And it's just insane. Apart from the original Superman when I was eight. Even then, as a kid, I remember saying to my friend Christopher Brace, I don't mind it, but I'm not amazed. And he looked at me completely shocked. Like I'd said something like, um, oh, I, I, I don't wear pants out in public. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd said something really... Um, you do, though, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah, God, yeah. I could never you go commando. I get very sweaty and uncomfortable. No, I have got pants on. Oh, it's always good to check. Always good. It's not OCD to check you've got pants on. It's just in case. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Thank you, David, for this week's movie news. Not at all, Captain. Thank you for your time. David Edwards Movie Review. So, this week's movie review is... I can't remember, David. It is. Interestingly, we are still in the world of animation. And it is through... um, It's The Croods 2... Uh, the proper title of which is Crude's A New Age, A Delightful Journey um, with Some Minor Missteps. Um, so it's Crude's 2, A New Age. I, th- I think um, 
A delightful journey with some minor missteps is actually, in fact, not part of the title. It's my notes, which have accidentally spilled into the title, <laughs> which is quite bizarre. I thought, so that's odd as a title. That's rev- that's reviewing it within the actual titles. Hold your horses. <laughs> minor missteps. <laughs> some uh, have some confidence in your production as you first, you know, give it out, give it some welly. Don't immediately criticise it. That's quite. So low- what's it actually called? It's called New Age. It's basically called um, uh, The Cruise 2, dot, dot, a New Age. And the last bit was my notes. Everyone's saying it looks like someone's passing you notes. Um, I wish can it we was. Imagine, can, we, can we imagine there's someone there passing you notes? Who's passing you notes? It's someone off camera. It's um, Alice. And she's... Um, can, you, can you look at her? Because she's there. She's looking at you. Just eye contact. I respect her. She's in her early 20s. She's just finished a media... Uh, PhD in research, and um, she's just. Can you have a little conversation with her just to see? Uh, say hi to her from me, by the way. Absolutely, uh, Alice. Uh, David says hello to you. She's saying uh, hi back. Simple as that. Um, uh, can you ask her a question? Um, uh, no, I've got a question. Could you ask her what's it like working with David? What's it? Li- David wants to ask what's it like working with me, David Edwards. She says, um, at times, trying. Simple as that. But she's saying it in a Why? Kind of, Why? She's saying it in a mock humorous manner. She's, she's going a bit red. She's not used to being part of the podcast. So she's How also, tall is she? Um, very tall, in actual fact, which isn't a bad thing. I like a tall lady, and you could find yourself on the catwalk, and that's not me talking inappropriately to you. I'm not flirting with you. I'm your boss. David I'm keeping that line. But the fashion industry does like tall women to um, model their fabrics. But, you know, I don't want you to leave me for a catwalk for crying out loud. Do you know what I mean? So uh, stay where you are type of thing. I wouldn't want to see, see her in a pair of stilettos. What's she doing now? Um, she's basically... Why don't you ever look at her? Um, because I, I'm trying to focus on the podcast, be in the moment yeah. and be in this conversation. Yeah. But um, she's on her laptop at the moment. and I'm hoping she's researching. But there are times where I'm slightly worried that she's just doing, you know, she's just surfing the web. And I'm paying for someone just to flip, flick about on Twitter. There's always that concern and paranoia, but I think it'd be a bit... Flick about. Flick about on Twitter or swipe about on Twitter, whatever you do on Twitter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this week's movie review was The Croods. What is it? What's it about? Give it to me. It is a sequel. Barrels. It is a sequel to the first Croods. Oh, and sure. it's, it's a prehistoric um, film about a young, no, what, just a family? Prehistoric film. Prehistoric yeah. film. So it's set during the caveman period, and it's the beginning of man uh, and woman finding their feet. Uh, and and the beginnings of civilization. It's got a very impressive um, voice cast um, in the, in the form of Nicolas Cage, Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds, Catherine Keener, Peter Dinklage. There's a lot of them there. And um, what what happens in this particular journey is that um, after their cave is destroyed, the crew set out in search of a new home. So they're wandering through a prehistoric Earth. I don't know exactly what country they're in. And they're looking for a new home, you know, a new settlement. And uh, they come across another family who have found, a, they've created a bit of a utopia for themselves. And this family are called the Bettermans. And they're kind of like a very new age family because the Croods are like, you know, a bit rough and ready. They're your caveman expectations, you know. 
but um, the Bettermans are very much um, very almost LA New Age. They've got technology that's a bit like the Flintstones, whereby they pull a cord and um, all the all the crops are like filled, you know, covered in, in water. So they've got this very cool kind of agriculture vibe. They're quite into yoga. They got ponytails. They're quite left wing. Um, they have proper dinner. They don't just sit around eating T-Rex bones and then chucking the bone over their shoulder. They'll sit at a table and have food. And they very much welcome the crudes in to their kind of utopia, but they're quite um, passive-aggressive and patronizing at the same time. They see it almost like as a charitable doing to help them. Um, and I would say in places... It, it, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we, can we have a little listen to it first? Oh, please David? do. Let's please have a little do. listen to what David's describing, the crudes. Where's Guy? I think I'm his new pet. Ooh, that's rough. What? What's he saying, Guy? The aged wise one has decreed... <laughs> Because we have no bananas for the monster. You will be. I think I can translate from here, guy. They're saying the oafish caveman will grow bananas for them, watering the fields with his bitter tears. Ooh. And naturally, they want me to supervise. Hmm. Not what they said. You can't speak punch, monkey. Can I not? Monkeys, I have mastered your sesame and expressive language. No, you haven't. Let me talk a little punch, monkey. <laughs> too bad. Oh, what do you have to say to this? <laughs> you know what? Let me fix this. Do you mind? Can I Can I take this? Thanks. Do not interrupt me. You stop interrupting me. You two, stop it. I'm trying to get us out of this. I'm in good with these monkeys. I have a job. And you two, you're gonna mess it up! Like you mess up everything! Like you messed up my my beautiful teenage romance! Guy, son, please understand. It's Grug's fault. Get him, guy! I am not on your side! Yeah, he's with me! I'm not on yours either! I recognize those broad shoulders. Oh, Eep, you came for me. Boop. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, where are you going, Phil? <laughs> man cave. You can hide from your family. But you can't hide from me. Ugh. Well, your precious pack is glad you're gone. Because you smother them. Oh, well, you built a wall around your family. But you also built a wall around your heart. Oh, you know what you are. I'll tell you what you are. You're a bad father. <gasps> Words as weapons? You're just a cave girl. It's called a shower. Try it. I told her to take a shower. Who does that? You did. Oh, Eep. Ah! Congratulations, Phil. 
You hit me where it hurts. Likewise. I'm sensing you enjoyed this. Not massively. It's one of those things whereby it's an irony where the good things about it become the negative things. So you've got a very large cast of good actors in there and you do feel like Nicolas Cage is there. You, it has got the Ryan Reynolds, Emma Stone energy. So you do feel as though, you know, their um, their voices are adding a star quality. But because there's so many characters, you don't really spend enough time with some of them and they become ciphers. You don't feel as though you've done a satisfying character arc with them. Absolutely, you're quite right. And then, um, with the other family, the Bettermans, um, it's a case of, it's a nice idea at the beginning, but a bit like Elemental in a way, it's just a one-track gag. It becomes a bit too repetitive about these two families of different values. But I will say, the animation was very good. The hair, there's some monkey characters in this who turn out to be villains, which is an interesting twist at the end. I won't ruin it for anyone. So there's a nice twist at the end. There's like a a nemesis figure that appears that creates a bit of uh, vulnerability and tragedy for the characters. And there's a twist upon the twist. There's a nemesis within a nemesis, which is quite interesting. That kept me occupied. Um, But I, and also the animation is good. It's not up there with old school Pixar. It definitely hasn't got that sheen, and it's certainly not anything like Spider-Verse or anything like that. Um, so I would say, great great voice cast. I was like, oh, God, it's him, it's her, you know. But after a while, there's too many characters. How many sittings? Um, three. So not too bad. And they were only to get a coffee and go straight back. I didn't leave it for ages and go back. It was it was entertaining. You know what? This is... The, okay, this isn't sounding too bad. No, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't no, too bad. I was expecting you to go, oh, I'm, I'm sounding a lot, hearing a lot of positivity in your voice here. And when there was an element that some of the characters weren't properly explored and the jokes about the two differing families became repetitive, it did go into a bit of an action movie vibe. You know, it did go into an adventure element, which kept me interested and engaged type of thing. Um, if I was in a cinema watching it, I think I'd be less enamoured. But as a home piece of entertainment, um, yep, fine. Definitely. You're quite right. Well, David, now's the time for you to tell us how many chocolates out of five you're going to rate it. So it's over to you, David Edwards. How many chocolates out of five are you going to give the Croods? I would definitely say it's a three out of five experience. And remember, you can have half chalk ices. No, I would. Do you know what? I would do three out of five because even though I was watching it on a laptop screen, and Crude Two came out quite a few years ago now, the animation was still like, oh, that's pretty good. That you know, the hair molecule molecules on that monkey molecule or particles, what it be, hair um hair wisps or whatever you call it. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that made me yeah. tilt my head and go. You were taken by the hair, weren't I, I you? Was, the hair in this this production is good, definitely. It's got so, what would you give the hair? Four, five. Um, I'll give the hair five. There's not much five more you could do with hair. You know, you had light coat streaming through the um, the hair like like a, like light through a forest. 
um, and you know, moved as as the monkey swung around the trees. You couldn't do better with the hair factor. And I'm not even saying that in an ironic, sarcastic manner. Well done. So some pe- so people in the um, in the uh, comment box were sort of guessing what you were going to review, what you were going to give the film. Um, Jess Cordell said two and a half chockies. Uh, H.C. Musla said two, actually three, because of workload appreciation. Oh, what well, oh, workload of the animators appreciation? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely, because they really are worked big time. There was an interview with the people of Spider-Verse that a lot of animators said that um, it was a hellish task making things Spider-Verse. Absolutely awful. And also, it's quite amazing these days, not Pixar, but other ones... A lot of them just work at home now, you know. The making of Spider-Verse is just like a Zoom call every morning with a director. Right, let's see what you've been up to. It's, um, and they have what they call crunch time, don't they, where it's, I've gone off on one now, but he's made a very good point. Workload is quite hectic when it comes to animation. Rich Locke says, good monkeys, bad character development. Two chockies. 100%. That that should be the um, the Empire review of it. Absolutely bad. Is that what he's his review or, or a summary yeah, of what he said? That's what he wrote there. Yeah, well, it's very good review. Spot Jeff on. Jeff said, if it wasn't for the hair, it's a two point five. Absolutely, the hair is what got it over that three uh, three star threshold. So whoever was sat at home d- going nuts creating monkey hair, mate, you gave it an extra chalk ice. I've gone back into the fridge for you. Yeah, David, thank you so much for this week's movie review no thank you for your time thank you for your time David Edwards movie tips look David what's this week's movie tips have you got any tips for us this week well in actual fact um I was sent a email by um, your good friend, um, uh, Chris Haywood, which was like a podcast um, called Soundtrack. And oh, he told, he's told me about this. Yes. Yeah. And it's got to be said that, you know, I was very grateful for him to get in contact sort of thing. But part of me was like, God, there's so many podcasts out there and, like, you know, sounds all right type of element. But I thought... Oh, right. So you weren't that happy that he sent it to you? Oh, no, 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 I was. I was very happy that he sent it to me, 100%. It's not Edith Bowman's one, is it? No, it's not. And I thought, if it's got the Chris Hayward seal of approval, no, I will hit the play button. And it is very, very good. I was, I think I'm, um, I was right to sort of put my money on the Haywood uh, Square, if it was a crack table. Horse. Horse. Quite right. And it was a real, it's a real deep What dive. would you call your horse if you had a horse? Um, I call it Galloping Gary. Simple as that. Um, or Galloping G-Force. Or kind of, um, uh, oh yeah, no stable tonight. That would be it. He's never in the stable. He's always running on his bloody hooves. Who's 2000? Something like that. So this podcast is called Sound... Sound... Soundtrack. Simple as that. I sound as I was a bit sniffy. It's like, oh, I'm not going to email Dave Edwards again. But it was like, you know, sometimes it's like... Uh, there's so many podcasts out there, but I thought, you know, if he likes it, I'll give it a go because he's got a very good taste. And it was very good. You get a real deep dive, lots of interviews into the history of the music. And I listened to E.T. and he sent me Raids of the Lost Ark. Very kind of him. He obviously knows what I like. And um, it was, it's really good. I was Is really it, I can't find it. 
It's on Spotify. I couldn't find it. Ah, on, um, okay. It's on Spotify. On normal um, Google. It was on Spotify. It was very, very good. Really good. I was really taken by it. So what? What? Obviously, they're talking about the music of films. But what? What do they um, talk about? The in history, particular? the inspiration. You get some information about the film generally, and um, you know what it brought narratively to the movie. All those different aspects. Is it called soundtracker? Yeah, it's just called, no. It's just called soundtrack. Soundtrack, got it, got it. Is it got? It's like a silver cover. Yes, it is. A hundred percent. Is that to... it? Um, I, f- I can't find it. Soundtrack. I'm trying to think. Why, why can't I find it? I'm trying to think. Um, sorry, mate. I'm trying to see if I can. Um... I've got a soundtracker with Edith Bowman. The soundtrack. Soundtracker. I've dropped it somewhere. How annoying! Wait a second. Actually have when it. I press soundtrack, there's no episodes. I'm sorry for causing a problem, everyone. I just want to make sure that if you're interested in listening to soundtrack... Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So they've they, they properly got it sort of thing. Just bear with me and I'll show you exactly what it looks like. Dun-dun-dun. Uh, uh, come on, Spotify, for crying out loud. Ask Alice if she... Alice... Now, this is your, your moment. Um, uh, what was that um, podcast that was sent to me by uh, Chris Hayward, please? Well, you know, you should be having the right files up in your computer if you're actually focusing on the job. The soundtrack that um, Chris Hayward sent, not the soundtrack music, the podcast about soundtracks that he sent me. <laughs> I'm not having a go at you. I'm just, oh, now this is playing up. So let me just think... Um, uh, recently played recently played don't panic recently played oh it's called the soundtrack show I apologise it has show at the end sorry Alice it's not your fault. I apologise it's called the soundtrack show and there you go that's what it looks like um uh, it's no good it's just have you apologised to Alice Alice I apologise um take a break there you go. I think you're already taking a break anyway in your spare time. I don't think you're doing much. Flicking around on Twitter. Yeah, flicking around. They twist us all then. Um, but do take a break and um, go into the kitchen, grab yourself a coffee. There you go. Have an Nescafe. And grab David one as well. Grab yeah, you one. Please too. Grab me a Nescafe, plenty of saccharines, and a little bit of Horlicks in there, which always adds a bit of a, a lovely Is element. That what you have? I always have that. Um, a bit of what? Horlicks. in your coffee? Oh yeah, my absolute coffee is. Um, how much? When you say a little bit, how much? Because that sounds delightful. I always have a, a, a spoonful for my mouth. I put it in my mouth and just let it um, just dry, dry, sort of dry up. So yeah, just roll sort of, around. Sort of solidify, doesn't it? Do, just... do gymnastics on my tongue, basically. And it sort of turns into little pebbles on your tongue. Wonderful experience. And then the kettle is done, so I'm never bored. I'm having that taste experience, and I've got the next taste experience of Ovaltine and coffee cocktail. Or my absolute favourite would be um, options. Uh, which one is it? It's one of the chocolate. I think it's orange chocolate options with coffee, and uh, that goes like down like an absolute treat as well. Do, uh, do you your, do you let Alice have your Horlicks? No, I, I, I didn't want to reveal that really, but because um, I, I have a lot of Horlicks, and it would go in a second if I had to share it with another human being. Do you know what I mean? I don't think she even likes the idea of it. She likes just having a bit of milk. 
Simple as that. I think sometimes she just goes through it. She's one of those people who just has a black coffee and nothing. I just say, how do you drink that? It looks like sort of oil, the sort of thing that Mandy would I've been having that this week. That that's quite an intense experience. Yeah, it is. I've been tra- I've been trying to lose the la- the the oat milk, and I've been going for black coffee, and I, I don't know if I'm enjoying it. I'm just I'm doing this. Do you have any sugar or sweetener in it? Or no, at all. God, that is intense. And also, why are you trying to get rid of the oat milk? Because it's full of sugar, I think. From what I, I can don't see. think there's much. I don't think there's there's much in that. If you have a little little dab of it. Well, no, I have quite a bit of in the anyway. Oh, it's all food for thought, isn't it? It's all food for thought. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Oh, the soundtrack show. The soundtrack show is... Is there anything... Do you listen to the ET one? Is there one bit of um, information that you that you could take, that you took from it, that you could share oh, with us? Oh, gosh, Any... this is a handful. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not like saying, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> That's what I do to Alice. <laughs> I'm trying to think yeah. now. It's a week ago since I've seen it, and it's um, seen it, heard it. But you are right. That is, that's frustrating. That is because there will, there, there will, there will be some kind of. Um, I think Alice. Uh, she's. I think she wants to say something. She's just there. Oh yeah. I so, could just see it. She's just lent in. Right. Fair enough. No. You know, help yourself. Hundred percent. No. No. Not. Not a problem. She wants a bit of Horlicks now. She didn't even know I had a Horlicks in my cup of coffee. How old is she? She's in her early twenties. She's fresh from university, and she's wanting to add some uh, media experiences on her CV. Okay. Type of thing. Um, I'm okay. very annoyed. I can't think of an ET Raids of Lost Ark fact because I was wandering around like Roger Moore through the streets of Arundel with my eyebrow arched because I was continually. Um, uh, engaged and stimulated by uh, John Williams fact. Right. Well, thank you so much for this, for this week's movie tips, David. David Edwards Random Movie So, David, this week's random movie generator. Mandy's chugging away. She's got a sore throat. Are you up for this? I need you to find a film that you like and that I get excited by as well. I am 125% up for this. When you said The Croods earlier, I was like, oh, God's sake. I know, but having said that, you know, um, it wasn't quite the horrific experience I thought it was no. going to be. No, you liked it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I mean, it was quite a nice yeah. little, uh, little um, eyeball treat type of thing. It wasn't, it wasn't Toy Story, but, but let's get, bad. let's get you one that really excites oh, you. Oh, that would be one. Oh, absolutely. I want to, uh, yeah. some dopamine's exploding in my head like a fireworks show. Right. Let's find the genre of the first movie that you might be reviewing next week. Take your time, David. Please feel it. Stop. Action. Oh, there we go. That's my G-spot. That's my, that's my comfort zone. That's why I'm on planet Earth. That gets me through many a dark night, knowing there's a new action film around the court. It's Mission Impossible um, Reckoning next week. I'm looking forward to that on the subject of action films. Let's find the decade.
Oh, stop. God, I'd really forgotten that. Do you know, I was thinking about Mission David, Impossible. it's the 1990s. Oh, amazing. Oh! Oh, my Let's God. Let's generate Do four you know, movies, please, Mandy. I've got the, the mind like a butterfly. I completely forgot what I was doing. Mandy's generated oh, right. four action, action, action from movies from the 1990s. She's spinning them around in her sore belly, and it's now down to you to tell her when to stop. Okay, let's get this. Let's do this. Stop. Blade. Wonderful. Okay, that'll be an interesting one. Oh, you know what we were talking about, David, about those three movies that you're going to deep dive on? Yes. We, by the way, everyone, we spoke off pod that we're going to we'll do three deep dive movies we're going to put on Patreon. Can I change one of them? Please do, Captain. Can I tell you what I want to change it to? Should we keep it a secret or should we keep it out there? Whatever you think's right, because I want to hear it right now. I want to change Live and Let Die. Yeah. To Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> I've been thinking about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I've I love it. all about it. I absolutely I love, love it. That. That, someone reminded me of it. I was like, oh, God, yeah, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That was a big old one. I went to living in Brighton watching that. That's a big old sucker. That is Brian Adams. I've forgotten all about it. And Kevin Costner ruled yeah. Tinseltown oh, then, oh, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we're going to do th three deep dives in the next three weeks. So we're going to put them on Patreon and um, we won't tell you the other two that we're going to do but one of them is going to be Robin Hood Prince of Thieves and I'm very excited David's going to deep dive and tell us all about the film the snoggle will be a on a whole hour on it absolutely I've got my wetsuit on I'm going to like Sean Connery and um, what was the third one Thunderbolt I'm going to do a backflip into the water and just swim in the ocean of Costner so David Blade have you seen it I've do you know what? It's one of those films where it, it was so long ago, I'm not sure if I did see it. They're actually doing the remake now, but they're having to pause it because of the writer's strike. So Marvel are actually remaking it. But they said it was one of those um, quite intense, adult-focused uh, comic book films that very much led us into the comic book era we're in at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I do uh, look forward to checking that out. It, it's seen as a very important film now. People look back on it. The idea yeah. that it wasn't just a throwaway family entertainment film. It was quite dark. and It took the comic book lore very seriously. Okay. Well, the other three movies were Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, good grief. Bruce Willis, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, that would have been a good one. That's a very and, good movie. And Dragon Ball Z, The Tree of Might. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I must admit, Thank I God. was slightly good. Okay, Thank let's God. move on to the next film that you might be reviewing next week. So let's find the genre, please, David. Just take your time. Stop. Drama. Well, but you can't, you know, life's full of drama. Every film is drama. Now let's find the decade. Stop. 2000s. That's not, there ain't anything wrong with that. The old noughties. Please, Mandy, generate four dramatic movies from the 2000s. She has done. There are four movies. Now it's up to you to tell her when to stop spinning the movies in her sore belly. Stop. Flight Plan. Oh, God, that's a Jodie Foster film. That yeah. is interesting. 
Um, who wrote that? I don't think it's David Coeb. But um, that's this a, is good, isn't it, yeah, David? It's bloody good. I'd be interested in that. It's a self-contained thriller. Peter Sarsgaard, Jodie Foster, Greta Sketchy. Her daughter goes missing, Sean I believe. Bean. Oh, we've got some on nice little film. movies here. Yeah, it's a very clever self-contained thriller on a plane. The whole entire film. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's very clever. Yeah. Who directed? Did it say who's directed it at all? Like, I can't see. Someone quite significant. It, the other three were What a Girl Wants. Oh, I like, like it. Um, Sleuth. Oh, that would be the Michael Caine remake, wouldn't it? Jude yeah. Law, yes. And um, Blow. Oh, Johnny the Depp. Johnny Depp. And um, who's a sexy Spanish lady in that? Uh, what's her name? She's Penelope Cruz. Oh, she's quite the... Uh, what, had a, a briefling with Mr. Cruz for a while. She um, She's certainly a... Uh, well, God, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't objectify her. She's got quite an impressive no, filmography. Have. I have, so. unfortunately. I've slipped at that uh, hurdle. A dinosaur trying to uh, hang out in the new era, but failing. So, if you find something, you hey, yeah, find, find someone, someone attractive, for crying out loud. Yeah, Jesus. Right, let's find the genre of the third movie that you might be reviewing next week. Stop. Documentary. There you go. You can't go. It depends on the era. And now the decade, please. Stop. 2020s. Well, that could be good. That that could be interesting. Mandy, please generate four documentaries from the 2020s. And she has done. And she has done. She's spinning them around in her sore belly. And now it's up to you today, David, to tell her when to stop. Stop. Miss Americana. Taylor Swift! Oh, my. That's in the stars. What? <laughs> you went, oh, that's in the stars. You know, it's bizarre, isn't it? I, I, I sort of denied that I'm not interested in Ameri in, in um, Taylor Swift. I, I even said that I've been brainwashed by the media. That I've been like a cult, Taylor Swift cult, taking me over. But maybe I do have a fascination with her that I haven't actually this admitted. Is bizarre. Because I am interested in watching that documentary. I will well, be here very we interested. Go. I here hope we I go. get that. I hope I get that one. So I've given each movie an A, a B, and a C. I've mixed them around, or have I? And now it's up to you to choose which movie randomly blindfoldedly you're going to review next week david edwards over to you b light plan there we go there we go for our how are you feeling? I wanted Miss America quite badly. Did you? Yeah, I just really, Jerry, you just feel like that. It's an itch. Just like, oh, I'll be interested in that. Because oh, there's so much flight plan. Oh, no, no, I'll be interested in flight plan. Do not get me wrong. I'll be very much interested in that. Because it was one that I was meant to see in the cinema. The trailers were very effective. There's some interesting question marks. Because the Miss Americana thing, I'd probably be thinking, Dave, you're not a 15-year-old girl, for crying out loud. You can't watch this. I'd probably be bored in five seconds. Whereas Jodie Foster, she's been around since the bloody 70s, mate. I'm saying like a cockney again. I don't know why I keep doing that. And, um... Uh, you know, she's got a good track record. 
Do you know what I mean? Simple as that. I mean, that's in a way why I went to see that Pixar Elemental film. It's like, you always know it's a trusted brand. You're going to get something of some ilk, if you like. But God, they let me down last night, and I'm sure Jody won't tonight. Okay. Flight plan will be reviewed on next week's episode. Thank you so much, David. Thank you, everybody, for um, listening to Random Movie Generator this week. What we will do, some people have left some nice reviews, David. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So I thought you could... I'll read out a couple and you can blow them a kiss. Oh, absolutely. I love blowing kisses. That's what I do in my spare time. I wander <laughs> down the high street blowing kisses. Okay, let's find... Uh, let's find... Um, okay. So, I'll... I'll find I'll find three, and then you can you can say something to them and blow them a kiss if you want. So t- tell me when to stop, David. We will randomly find three. Um, stop. The best Davids, both of them, could do without the angst caused by Mandy. The, the, the truth absolutely it's not just a positive review it's filled with truth and I'm yeah. going to be sending you a blow dark kiss yes. okay okay let's like find another review with a pipe just firing at you through the forest tell me when to stop David on another review stop the best Let's go, Captain. Five stars. The best weekly podcast about movies featuring a robot called Mandy that randomly selects a movie for David Edwards to watch out there. Simple as that, really. Wonderful. Lovely description. You know, um, if we had to to do a blurb or a synopsis, we'd be taking those words because they're filled with positivity and it's just, it's like an elevator pitch. It's beautiful. Uh, For this, I'm going to chuck a smooch grenade. Yeah, yeah, I don't quite know what I I spat all over my keyboard doing that, but it was worth it. It was worth it. You know, you just And the final review we're going to pick randomly. Um, uh, Up to you, David, to tell me when to stop. Stop. It's from Katie Matthews. David Earl needs to shout more about this pod. I know David Earl finds it cringy to promote himself, but more people deserve to hear this pod. Was already a committee chatterbiscuit, but David Edwards is a revelation. Committed chatterbiscuit, but David Edwards is a revelation. Wonderful, joyful nonsense. And I don't even really like films. Ah! That is one... Oh, well, kissy, kissy, kissy time! Oh, my lips are perched and ready. Like, they've got Botox in them. It's as simple as that. To be put placed alongside Chatterbix is quite the um, salute. Absolutely. But I'd say you put a lot into the PR, sir. So, you know, I'd, I'd certainly say that there, there's no there's no issues there whatsoever. Think, you know, kiss, 100%. Kissy time. Kissy time. Here come the lips. Here we go. Um, what am I going to go? I'm going to go for a whip kiss. That's when you you crack a whip in the air and you get a, a kiss at the end. It's quite bizarre. That was badly. Uh, here's a normal kiss. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to this week's Random Movie Generator. We're going to slip into the Patreon now and answer some questions. But until next week, um, have a lovely time wherever you're up to, and we'll see you uh, on the Random Movie Generator podcast next week. Thank you for your time, people. Hugely appreciated for giving us your earbuds for the last hour or so. Thank you so much. Bye.